Listener Production. Barely brown one side and burnt to a crisp on the other. Oh, it drives me mad. Fresh from the uneven toaster of life. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Alex Dyson, I officially apologised to track pants over the weekend. Well, um, I saw that. It, I preferred a handwritten formal letter. And it a, was a little tweet, I know, and it was a bit of a weak apology considering I've been shunning track pants for 36 years of my life and this year I bought a nice pair and I I wish I could take all of those years back You're a fool. and do them again You're in a fool. full comfort. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so good. What have I been... I, do you know how many jeans I've worn my whole life because I thought that that's like the only long leg... Possibility. Well, you've laughed at me in the past because I used to we used to get some surprise big guests in at Triple J, and I'm there in my slop <laughs> in the Triple J offices. And um, no, they've done me proud. Keep rocking. Welcome aboard, man. It's very nice to have you there because lots of track oh. pants were worn over the first few days of the uh, the big Tokyo Games, which are taking place. Are uh, some huge scenes. We might get into a few in a moment, but it was interesting going from because we broadcast Friday night, Matt watching the big parade go on. It was interesting to go from that and the good wholesomeness of talking to callers and just seeing the world come together. Then the next day, the parade we see is absolute clowns walking through the streets of our capital cities. Please. Mas- okay, no, 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 no. No, we're not going to go. We, we're not going to talk about it. Waving some right? different flags. No, that, okay, we've got, look, we've got a huge show. We've got Click, Click Fish with Bron, producer Bron. Oh, special Tuesday edition. Yeah, we're, we're chatting to um, a guest as well who you might have heard on the Two Peas in a Podcast pod. Her name is Kate Jones, and they've just released uh, their new book, The Invisible Life of Us. It's about parenting with additional needs. But look, Let's jump into this, Alex Dyson. I want to. I want to wipe the slate clean from all the negativity. Let's start with some happy stories. Let's do this it. Is Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Yes, Matt. Very excited to uh, to get some happy news coming through. Uh, before I do, I don't want to just call people clowns by throwing a pie in their face and running off. <laughs> I should. <laughs> I should oh. mention <laughs> why it's. It was pretty sad to see these people who. Rather than being clear, I think misguided, uh, confused, and scared people with a with a little dollop of selfishness, which goes on the top and makes it a, a pretty dangerous situation. Protests in a lot of the capital cities of people walking through, chanting freedom, um, saying Jesus is their vaccine. You know, there's so many different <laughs> different angles to what I think these people were angry about. And sure, anger and frustration can be be quite massive, but it's it's interesting to see the contradictions, the walking, talking, sometimes horse punching contradictions that are that are wandering through the streets of people who who want their freedom, but are also really angry at the government for allowing deaths in aged care and, and those kind of things, who are um, confused on that level, who are calling other people sheep for following the science, and then they're you know, literally dutifully following YouTubers and conspiracy theorists' <laughs> websites and stuff like that, who are not going to be taking the AstraZeneca vaccine because two people, you know, passed away from it recently from the rare blood clotting uh, disorder, but they don't mention the two people who died of COVID-19 recently. They're not afraid of that to the point where they'll get out and mingle with everyone and potentially spread the virus. So that's why I think the... Um, what happened in the, on the weekend didn't make much sense, but 
it's tough to watch, Matt O'Kane, because you're the same. You get tense in these situations. Yeah, look, I mean, it was it was super super frustrating. And here's the thing: I'm not I'm not integrally against your anyone's right to protest. Like, and a lot mm-hmm. of protests have happened since the start of this pandemic. There was a huge one, Black Lives Matters last year. I completely su- support people's right to protest. It's just so frustrating when people aren't following the rules. <laughs> To do, it. It, do you know what I mean? When it comes to masks and distancing oh, and stuff. And, like, yeah. and actually things that are going to stop the spread of a virus that even if you're not scared of, I am scared of it. Yeah. I am scared of getting sick and dying and there is no way to stop. Like, So please respect my freedom to, to not spread it for me as well. And like I, like I think if people got together, if everyone wanted to rally against the fact that it is tough for people, Right yep. now, Businesses that there are is no financial support, that people don't have a way out at the moment. I I completely support you in that in that want, you know, to fight for that. Come out and say, bring back JobKeeper. This is yeah, this is that's fine. Yeah. I like yeah, but just keep your one point five and put a bloody <laughs> some cloth over <laughs> your bloody mouth, okay, while you do it. No, no, waving the cloth above your head. (laughs) That's where it comes in. I walked past a um, past someone with a flagpole and it had the um, American flag, the British flag and the Australian flag on the one flagpole. I'm not sure if that's person's, you know, family heritage or what it was, but the flags were upside down. I assume the British flag was upside down, but the Union Jack kind of interchangeable. But the other two (laughs) definitely upside down. I'm not sure what it was getting at there, but, yeah, it was just a bit of, of a big contradictory mess. Uh, for mine, and then and and you know and it's because it was so close to our house and home, Belinda and I are genuinely anxious now that it's that it's like it's that we could get it from spread. People were going into shops. People were. I talked to someone who tried that. Someone some of the protesters tried to rip off his mask. He's not in the protest, and they ripped. They're trying to rip off his mask, like. And so yeah, now I'm thing, like, it's, now it's I'm confu- genuinely nervous. I think they again people like that, and you know there might have been more nice p- people in there who don't rip off random bystanders' masks as they walk past. But it's as if that person thinks this man enjoys wearing a mask for himself. What a loser! Rather than no masks. If we had a choice, we wouldn't wear them. <laughs> The reason we do is so I don't spit in your face with my virus. So I am protected. The person who's walking past, it's like, I've got this on so I don't, I'll look after you, mate. And he's like, get that off. Give me the globules. Stop respecting me. Anyway. It's difficult enough getting food delivered, let alone we're getting actual, the possibility of actual disease virus getting delivered to our doorstep, right? So Click and that collect. was stressful. <laughs> yeah, right. And so so I'm looking at Sophia and I'm thinking, you know what? It's so beautiful because she just doesn't mm. know about any of this. And she was just playing supermarkets in the lounge room. She doesn't understand that we can't go out, that, mm. the, that we can't go to the shops or anything. She's just like she wanted me to pretend to buy ice creams with her at her little set up fake ice cream shop. And I thought that's so sweet. What would it be what it would how good it would be to be that Blissfully unaware of the world, oh, and then no, no, it would absolutely not because Matt O'Kane going to an ice cream shop, constant tasters, constant spoons. <laughs> Sophia'd be running out of the well, spoons. No. We know you're a t- you're a three, four, five, six times taster. 
You absolutely. I'll take as many as it takes, mate. <laughs> absolutely. And you know I'll buy one. <laughs> You're taking the it's piss about, it there, mate. It's about investment, all right. <laughs> Let me taste, and I, and I'll invest in your company very much. No, but I thought, how, how good would it be to be blissfully unaware um, yeah. to, of that situation, and then, um, and you might have seen it in Instagram um, posts that I just did about parenting toddlers uh, yesterday, but. But I thought, how nice is it that Sophia is so blissfully unaware of what's going on around her? And then she went to sleep and as she was lying in bed, she started asking me about sharks. And then she started getting scared of sharks and she's like, is a shark going to eat me in my cot? And I'm like, oh, my God, it must be awful being two. Like you're scared of sharks and you're, you're in bed. There's no sharks. Yeah, no, very tricky. And. Well, I, did you see, um, I was watching Sally Fitzgibbon yesterday in the surfing. Do you know the name of the um, the Australian surfing, Olympic surfing team? Are they the Sharks? The Irukandji. What? They've called themselves the Irukandji. <laughs> and for anyone who's read Being Black and Chicken and Chips by Matt O'Kine, you'd know that the Irukandji are coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, there's nothing scarier in this world. You know one of the symptoms of getting bitten by Irukandji is the overwhelming sense of impending doom, <laughs> that's not necessary. Like you're literally already paralysed and vomiting. What? Like why? Why would an animal also make the sense of impending doom fall upon you? That is really rough Anyways. stuff. But, you know, it's as if the whole world's currently in this lockdown being stung by an irukandji. Um, But... That's why we wanted to get some things that have made us smile over the weekends. Matt O'Con, right here. Oh, yeah. Well, look, I'm going to, speaking about, you know, things in the water, people that swim, uh, how good was the win by Ariane Titmus uh, in the pool? Oh. Incredible stuff. I was yelling at the TV. It was awesome. Gold in the 400-metre freestyle. Coming back from behind in the final 50. Best performance of her life. Incredible stuff. Uh, and the reaction from the coach as well, making headlines all around the world. Dean Boxall going absolutely off. I saw you sent me that video on TikTok, Alex Dice, oh. and someone saying, if my coach doesn't celebrate like this when I win, <laughs> I don't want a coach. He basically grabbed the glass railing and almost made love to the, <laughs> to the barrier <laughs> at the pool. Such was the excitement at Titmus's wing. And I've got to say, to beat someone, and this is Kate Ledecky from America, one of the greatest swimmers of all time, had never been beaten in an Olympic individual event. So to knock off Ledecky in that, Ariane, uh, Arnie, people are call, calling her because she is the Terminator now, dispatched of the liquidator in the <laughs> vat of carbon, what's that stuff? The um, Of the T-1000. <laughs> the T-1000. In the... Uh, in the, in the- well, liquid nitrogen. Liquid nitrogen. <laughs> Shattering the dreams of America, <laughs> thinking that they were going to win another gold. But, um, yeah, it was absolutely incredible. And I had um, that boy Gregory, Gregory Salad Fingers on the phone inundated with memes after that coach reaction. i got to say, very, very useful if you are looking at meme portfolios. That boy Gregory Salad Fingers passing on that. It is a good place <laughs> to invest for the next 24 to 48 hours. Um, something that made me smile over the weekend, and this is just a totally personal um, message that I got, which has audio. So I thought I would play it for you. Oh, please. I got a really cute message from a lovely uh, person by the name of Zali who said, hey, Alex, I read your book for my English class at school. My friend and I created the song Ella as we both play music. I'm not sure how you imagine the song to be, but this is what we created. And I was very, very touched by this uh, um, song oh, that that's Zali so sweet because and Joel put together for me. Because your book is all about a high school kid who um, his brother 
what hacks his laptop and uploads a song onto the internet, which ends up going viral. And this kid turns into a superstar because of this song. But uh, I've, I've read the book as well. And, and I know that, you know, the, the song is about someone called Ella Westlake, yet I haven't, uh, I, I didn't know what the song sounded like either. Cause it's a no, book. You just, you just describe it, but I did put the lyrics in there and Zali's gone and uh, created this song along with her friend Joel. And um, I thought I'd play a little bit for you right now. This is, uh, this is it. That's Joel on the guitar, Zali on the vocals, and um, yeah, they smashed it. It was just very, very cute. Oh, nice. That's got a, that, there's a hint of Amy Shark in the vocals there. And it a is a little bit of bit. the old. Uh, I'd say a bit of Killing Heidi in the 90s sort of grungy rock vibe. It does. A bit of, a bit of hole, potentially, yeah. I'm thinking. Potentially garbage or, as in, not garbage the band. <laughs> I've got to yes. say that. Oh, jeez. Oh, Shirley Manson. You're many more DMs after that. <laughs> lead, lead singer of garbage. <laughs> but Olivia Rodrigo, if you're in the more, you know, the good for you kind of rocky oh, vibe. So um, thank you very much uh, for that one, Zali and Joel, singing through that from Ella. Just made me smile when people, yeah, you just have these little connections with people that uh, are beautiful. And those little DMs of stuff you're thinking about sending always make my day and everyone's day. I think just sending them to friends, sending them to family. When there are like scary things going on in the world and there are lockdowns, it's, I think those kind of messages are super sweet. So thank Every you. Every ounce of positivity, yeah. So keep in touch with us at Alex. And hey, if you had any wins over the week, uh, weekend of the last few days. You want to keep the positive rays shining, then get in touch with us and let us know what's been making you smile. Yeah, let's have all a right? positive week here at All Day Breakfast. Yeah, Should let's be do fun. it. On with the show. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Now I feel a buzz. Click, click, click. With producer Brian. Well, because we missed it yesterday with a whole bunch of Olymp... I mean, um... Uh, <laughs> I Big games athletes. I was like, because we missed it yesterday because our limp uh, attempts at humour when it comes to a very large broadcast... <laughs> Um, we're doing a bit of clickfish today with producer Bron. Hello, Bron. Hello. Uh, what time do you go to bed on Friday night, Bron? Oh, I think I got home about two-ish. Mm. And then I still stayed up and was flicking through my phone. So <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? To bring the good people the headlines which they deserve. Yeah, and look, you thought you'd gotten away with the clickfish for this week because, you know, we always <laughs> do it on Monday. But, I really uh, thought meeting. I had gotten away with it. I was <laughs> no. like, oh. A rest no week. Way. No. <laughs> I like it too much. Okay, the people need click fish. Tell us what headlines have you been clicking on this week? So this one was sent in to the Matt and Alex Instagram by Amy. Um, and she wanted to know what was in this one. So headline, insane detail on new $3 Coles bread. That's from news.com. <laughs> okay, now that's very, very well done by Amy there, uh, because not giving them the click. Sending it on to Bron, allow Bron to click it so we can all know what this article says. What is this incredible hack, Bron? So the insane detail on this $3 bread. Um, so <laughs> Wait, do I need to, do I need to, you know, call a 
I don't well, know. The... Can we bring in the straight jacket for Matt, please? Because he is going to go cuckoo once he hears this insane detail. I'm so sus this was made by someone in the Coles marketing team. Of course it was. <laughs> yeah, what is it, bro? So what is it? They've just got a new, like, new bread out. It's just a standard loaf of white bread, but 50% low carb. And people are going nuts for it because it's a nice low-carb option, apparently. Okay, so it's low-carb, but it's a half of it is low-carb. 50% lower-carb. So that 50% of it is still full-carb. I. But it's not I like guess. it's it's not like a maxi-bon where halfway through the loaf it changes into a <laughs> new loaf. Like it's, that would be it's, insane. It's just oh. uh, going to be like a totally kind of different bready thing. They totally should. Because that way couples could, you know, actually enjoy the same loaf instead of having to buy two different ones. More products should start doing the Maxi Bon um, arrangement within it, (laughs) I think. Surely. I mean, the half and half pizza is getting close. We have big arguments um, in the house about whether we should eat white rice or brown rice you know, yeah. every meal because I'm white rice all the way. Belle's brown rice. So we do so one, half half. one little cup of each to do a half-half. I just well, want it in do the a, same packet. Would you do a cup of each or would you try and get scientists to create a grain, half of the grain is white <laughs> and half of the grain is brown? You know, Or could we get a product out there which is a, you know, like a, a chicken mermaid where the bottom half is a fish and the top half is a chicken or something like that. <laughs> yeah, these are the things that scientists should be worrying about. It's not like there's a pandemic. Exactly. Well, All that, right. Now, that would be an insane detail. <laughs> well, Bron, that's insane. Let's move on. Headline number two. So this one is, no, Kanye West wasn't charging $50 for chicken tenders at his Donda listening event. That's by Uprox. Has it, is it out yet? I think it's out on Friday. Oh, it's got pushed back. Oh, but hey, I heard it was out last Friday. <laughs> yeah, it or did got it get pushed, pushed back. back. <laughs> Push back. Ah, okay. Mm. But what about these tenders? So this article saying that he wasn't charging people $50 for chicken tenders. <laughs> but I've seen a lot of conflicting <laughs> conflicting um, sources about this. So people are saying that the food menu at the listening party was like astronomical prices. So he was selling chicken tenders for 68 Australian dollars, cookies and brownies for 60 Australian dollars. And this article saying, no, he wasn't. It it was that price, but they were more like share platters. Right. Okay. So there was enough tenders for, to split between three or four. That's what this article saying. Where was this party? It was at um an Atlanta, like, stadium. Oh, so it was like, it wasn't like, he had a few mates around in his lounge room listening party. <laughs> no, it was a big, big listening event. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> it was like a proper huge party. Oh, mm. okay, yeah, that makes more sense then. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I mean, anything in a stadium, God, there should be a headline about how much the bloody charging for a cup of chips <laughs> down at the bloody G. <laughs> yeah, you try and get those hot Forget chips, Kanye, and particularly when they don't pile them over and so that they're stacked up like a jank. You need the overflow for these chippies. Oh, I tell you what, if I'm paying if I'm paying up to double digits for a for a hot chip cup, <laughs> those chips better be reamed into that little 
cardboard bad boy. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, we. I better be able to struggle to pull a single one out because it's so choked up in there. And I tell you what, those overflows that needs to be Medusa on the top of that chip, that hot chip bucket. That needs to be fire. <laughs> I need to be turning to stone while looking at my hot chips if I'm going to get good value. All right, Bron, um, final story, shall we? This, this headline's from Seven News. Mum's perfectly organised pantry mocked online. <laughs> but can you guess imagine, why? Imagine <laughs> people dissing your pantry. <laughs> Is there a, isn't oh, there enough negativity this. in this world? Nice pantry, you hack. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> who's right? Who's doing this? Oh, look how organised you are, you loser. <laughs> That's so basically ridiculous. the comment. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Why? Because it's well organised. It's, it's one of those pantries that have... <laughs> yes. Oh, I bet your finances are in order too, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> They've got like the, the see-through plastic containers and they put all their like flour, their pasta, cereals, everything. So wait, their flour bag isn't three years old and crumpled up at the top still in the original <laughs> bag? Hang on, what? <laughs> Apparently that, not. What they've decanted it into a proper labelled thing that's airtight. Yeah. To ensure its freshness and ease of like reach at all times. What an absolute pelican. <laughs> <laughs> Are you telling me when they go to reach for the half opened packet of spaghetti that's right up the back that boxes of cereal <laughs> and chip packets don't fall onto their face and hit them? Bottles of vitamins smashing out onto the ground. What are we trying to say, no, bro? that happens. Yeah, that's that's it. So you're telling me this loser doesn't have just three of the same brown sugars which are all half used? Is that what you're, is that what you're saying this woman has? Well, I'm glad she was mocked online because that's despicable. There's heaps of people going around at the moment doing a similar thing to their pantry and I blame Khloe Kardashian for it. She, I think, was the pioneer okay. of this. Oh, got you. Or, or Andy Lee. We know he likes oh, a very organised pantry. Well, I reckon it might, so might have been. Be he showed him. us his stationery cupboard one time on the pod. And uh, tell you what. Tell you what. News agents themselves would be jealous of Andy's <laughs> organisation there. Well, thank you for bringing us once again the most insane stories uh, that the internet is bringing us. We had an organised pantry and some low carb bread. <laughs> Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Well, I'm feeling pretty good about myself, Alex Tyson. Why? You have absolutely no reason to. (laughs) Well, you know, it's always a pleasure when I pip you in something. Oh, dear. What are you beating me in this time? TikTok followers? Uh, well, yes, by by more than double now. <laughs> I am racing ahead. How does oh, yeah. dust taste? Well, it doesn't <laughs> taste too bad because I did get a comment on my last TikTok, which was Alex's TikTok is greater than Matt's TikTok. So, oh, no, you did so not. The, the critics, you know, prefer my TikTok. Sure, I mean, the masses, they flood over. You're well, the Avengers, the Avengers right. of TikTok. But I'm more the, wanna... uh, the French art house of TikTok. Do you want to play this game? All right, here we go. Here we go. You want to talk metrics, Righto. my friend? All right, hit me. All right. Hulu, you know, online streaming platform, 
very big in the United States. Yep. Um, they broadcast my show, The Other Guy. Yep. Um, which you can see it on stand here, but Hulu do it in the States. Now, they, they post on Twitter a, uh, a comment that says, just one of those sort of regular old comments which says, what TV show makes you laugh the hardest, right? Okay. So I jump in there, right? A <laughs> little bit of self-promo, a little bit of the lols. It's not like you. And chuck in this, right? I say the other guy is the funniest, most original, best show ever <laughs> and the lead actor is very handsome and has very elegant feet. <laughs> now, I just said that, all right? I was just... yeah. I was probably lying in bed when I wrote. I was just like, ha ha, this will be funny because obviously that's me. Yeah, sure. And people would understand that and that's fine. Yeah, right. And, and so, would, you know, people. Would elegant be the best adjective for your feet? Well, that's it. I just said elegant. I mean, okay. it's just a stupid thing to say. Yep. Anyway, a bunch of people are liking it, people that I know. And then and then um, Remy He jumps on. Now, I don't know whether you know Remy He. He is a no. uh, actor who I've known for quite a while. Um, you might have seen him on. Uh, is it the Genghis Khan movie? Crazy Rich Asians he's been in, Spider-Man Far From Home. Anyways, yeah. he Both. chucks in underneath the, underneath with just a link, right? And the link reads this, men.wikifeet.com slash Matt O'Kine. <laughs> now, have you ever been to Wikifeet? I have not been... To Wikifeet. I know, know there's, Wikifeet there's an Instagram that's like Feety McFeetface or like something Feet account, which comes up every now and again. It put, posts Feet in the Australian media. Well, that's it. I know Feety McFeetface because anytime I post, I don't even realise when I've posted a photo of my feet, but as soon mm. as it happens, Feety McFeetface is like reposts it and says, Feety McFeetface has feet. the eyes emojis just <laughs> yeah, looking. Hello. Right? So I didn't know what Wikifeet was. You thought you were safe on Twitter away from Feety McFeetface. Exactly. Yeah. But Remy's posted this thing because obviously he's, he's known about it. Yeah. And I go to this website and it's all of these photos of me with my feet. <laughs> out right I'm like what the hell is going on here and so I check it it's got my birth date it's got well it doesn't have my shoe size it says not set it's got my birthplace in Australia and all these photos of my feet mm. and then it's got a rating a rating from the out public out of five star rating <laughs> surely five toes out of five <laughs> now <laughs> I was very thankful because it was, well, I wasn't thankful, but I was a bit nervous as soon as I saw this idea of rating. But guess what I got? 4.17 out of five. Oh, yeah? Not bad. So at least, you know, when you're above the fours, you're like, all right. Yeah, well, fours okay. is good. Now it's broken down into this, right? Seven votes total, so not many. <laughs> that is a small sample size. <laughs> four people I think I've got five star feet. One person thinks I've got four star feet. Zero people think I have three star feet. And then two people think I've got two star feet. Now that just <laughs> that just says to me no. that I have a style of foot that you either love or hate, and I'd prefer to be that. Well, well, the problem the problem with getting the two two star feet is that if it was two people gave you a one star foot, they could be trolls and go, "Ha ha, trolling Matt O'Kine, <laughs> I'm giving him one star." The two star to me indicates <laughs> that there are some feet connoisseurs out there who say these are pretty rotten feet here. <laughs> They're not, not the worst I've ever seen, so I'll give it two stars, but people need to be wary of these feet. They're not very no. good feet. <laughs> okay. Well, 
I'd be, I'd be watching what you say because as soon as I saw the rating, I was like, what? I didn't know my feet were getting rated. Yeah. And I started to get paranoid. And then. I know what you do. Which is unfortunately what I do too often straight away in the search bar, Alex Dyson. <laughs> now, I had to know. You were the first person yeah, I thought of. Yeah. Absolutely the first person. I was like, what What the hell do they think about Alex's feet? Uh-oh, so, this, is, this is not going to be good, is it? <laughs> now, there's a bunch of photos of you, you know, jumping into some water, dancing on the beach in Thailand. Oh, man, yep. In your Zumba gear. Really? Yep, so they're tracking you underwater. Mate, I don't know where they're getting them from, but they're getting... <laughs> I've scoured everywhere. But, mate, <laughs> I regret to inform you. Uh-oh. Oh, no. That out of five stars, you're coming in at a... Uh, 3.27, oh. mate. Oh, my goodness. Now, my Uber rating is 4.85. I mean, I am I am up there. I'm feeling good about myself. Well, you probably because you don't do it barefoot. <laughs> if, you had the, if you had the toes out, mate, I reckon you'd be down at... You, they'd be asking you to walk. A 3.2 is rough. How many... What's the sample size? Now, look, the thing. good thing on your side is that mm. you've got a, a total of only three votes. Oh, okay. The bad thing... Is that one of those votes is a four, yep, and two are threes, which means <laughs> while well, you're talking about the connoisseurs, yep, yep, that at least I had some people who thought mine were fivers. You yeah. have got, well, well, you know what? Everyone's that. looked. Everyone's looked at your foot and gone, "That's average." Yeah, I don't mind that because I prefer that than people looking at going, "That is absolute grot." Get it out of no, here. No, you know which what they, they do think? is they yours. Look, <laughs> they look at yours. They think. Forgettable. That is what I see when I see those feet. Well, Absolutely I'm actually surprised. Forgettable. I've got a uh, curly, little curly second toe. I mean, it's not the most glamorous oh, thing in the world. And after my, my elbow cartwheel, I mangled my foot up, got degenerative arthritis in the left foot. So I got a, like, it looks like a bunion coming off the side of my left foot. I don't, I don't know how many picks are, there are of that. Well, you've um, got a big toe pick here and a big toe with, Sunglasses on and it's all strapped up, so maybe that's what people are looking at. So that's when I cut my foot on a tile in Bali. They've dove, dove well deep into the Instagram. <laughs> they posted a photo of my mangled foot. <laughs> wow. When I'm putting up a photo of my foot wrapped in bandages, blood coming out of it, and people are still out there going, you know, that's one star above Matt O'Kind. I'm, I'm going to take that. <laughs> I am going to take that. But feel free, wiki feet, get on, give us a rating. Give us your honest rating. Yeah, Don't now, troll look- us. No, no, don't troll us. Give us your honest rating. But also, I should clarify that some people have not been asked to be on this site. So, you know, it is okay. You're welcome to judge our feet. Sure. um, But be aware that if you go looking elsewhere, people have not asked to be on this site. There are certain people who probably don't want to be on this site. So leave it at us (laughs) and that's all I'll say. Good work. All right. We'll see who wins. May the best toes win. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right, Alex Dyson, we talk about parenting a lot on this podcast. Mainly you'd throw at me once a week or two. You think you'll ever have kids, Alex Dyson? It's a, it's a big <laughs> discussion because we're on both sides of those fences. 
Absolutely. Um, but we also have listeners who are parents themselves and some of those listeners are even podcast hosts themselves. And that is who we are talking to up next. It's an absolute pleasure to welcome to Matt and Alex. Um, some friends of ours from the show who host their own podcast called Two Peas in a Podcast and have now released their debut book. Uh, it's called The Invisible Life of Us and it's all about the joyous, uh, messy and colourful world of parenting kids with additional needs. So it gives me great pleasure to welcome to Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast this fine Tuesday morning, Kate Jones. Hello, Kate. Hello, boys. Hey, thank you so much for jumping on the pod. Uh, I think last time we were able to see each other in person, it was at the Podcast Awards. Your own podcast, Two Peas in a Podcast, nominated for Best Family Pod. How's it been since then? Oh, it's been amazing. Actually, I was at your one-year, um, I don't know, show at Comedy Ooh, Republic. yes, we got to see you there as well. story about drunk Santa or naughty Santa or whatever it was. So, yes, I have seen you since. <laughs> oh, listen, will be very familiar with your work then, Kate. <laughs> yes. No, the podcast is going great guns. Oh, well, look, thanks so much for listening to our podcast. We love Two Peas in a Podcast as well and I was very excited about this new book, The Invisible Life of Us. It does talk about parenting kids with uh, additional needs. Let's start by talking about what additional needs means. Yeah, so strictly speaking, it's probably disabilities but we use the words additional needs because some children may have dyslexia, some children may have um, auditory processing. All of those are specific learning disabilities, but people don't really recognise them as that. So we wanted to be really inclusive in our language. Uh, a lot of adults with disabilities don't like the term special needs. We don't use that anymore. But some kids just have a couple of additional needs that they need to help them through school. And in this book, we go through, we have some kids with additional needs and some kids with disabilities. Why do you think the, that uh, it's been transitioned out of the word special? Has it been hijacked by people uh, to have negative connotations um, or does initial needs simply sum it up a bit better? I think it does sum it up better, but I think it's also like if you've grown up with something and then, you know, you get to 30 and people are like, he has special needs, that sounds very patronising. Mm. Yeah, so I think additional needs, I might need a bit of additional help at school sometimes or to navigate life. It's just a nicer phrase. Yeah, for sure. And, and Kate, are you able to tell us uh, with regards to your experience um, with raising children with additional needs, when did you realise that your parenting would be different? Hmm. Yeah, so my um, pregnancy with the twins was really high risk and that we were told that we would lose them. Um, obviously, we didn't because they're 15. So I sort of had an inkling right from the get-go that something might be um, not following the traditional path of milestones. And so we were always on the lookout for that. I think for me, I was just so thrilled to have live babies and I still look at them and think, oh, my gosh, they're here, yeah. that um, every little milestone that they've ever met and they've met heaps was just really um, awesome. So, yeah, I sort of had a different slant. I know I've got really, really beautiful friends who've had um, diagnosis that really hit them out of the blue, but we sort of knew out when ours were coming. I guess that sort of would really tie into the impact of perspective and mm -hmm. uh, your perspective being like, you know, the, the absolute joy of having your kids around and, you know, succeeding more than even you'd, anyone could have ever have imagined. But um, p people in, who could have the exact same, you know, outcome but come mm -hmm. into it, you know, without that that risk factor uh, being verbalised to them in the pregnancy, it must be 
yeah, it must be really interesting learning about this perspective and, and uh, yeah, the ability to, to, to be happy with, with the things life throws, throws at your way. Yeah, and I think sometimes, I think all parents sometimes feel a bit lonely and you sometimes feel like you might go to a party and all the kids there are having like carrot and hummus and your kid's like, I just want chicken nuggets. And you're like, I'm a failure as a parent. And so, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, things as simple as that for sure. Yes, it can be. So everybody feels a bit like that. And I think when your child has an additional need or a disability, you feel a little bit more like that. Mm. So what we wanted to say was actually our families are really run of the mill. They're quite boring. They're really fun but we don't want anyone to feel alone anymore. So we thought that's why we started the podcast and then that's why we've written the book. Yeah, and look, the book does cover a a whole bunch of challenges, um, including food and schooling and extracurricular activities. What are some of the challenges within those categories that uh, that you've found this book can help with? I think it's just sharing the story. So I think once, you know, if your child's taking ages to toilet train and then you meet someone else, you're like, oh, this is okay. Other people do this as well. So that's our thing, that there are lots of other people and there really is no child that meets every milestone exactly on time. Some are before, some are after. So it's just a shared story and it's a shared perspective. And we found, weirdly enough, that a large percentage of our audience don't have children or don't have kids with additional needs or don't have twins because I think all of us have had a time in our life where we just felt a little bit excluded or Mm. left out, right? And so we talk about a lot of that in the book and it's just brought this awesome community together. Oh, it's so wonderful, Kate. And I'm, yeah, if if childhood followed the same timetable as the the Japanese metro system, I mean, <laughs> then you could start thinking that things are going wrong. But you're right; it is so diverse. And you must have heard so many stories over the years. What are some that really connected you from doing the two peas in a pod podcast of uh, of people giving you a ring and yeah, really um, connecting with with your stories? Oh, we have had so many. I mean, like you guys would know, we get stories every single day throughout people slide into our DMs, which is pretty cool when you're an old mum. Well, you you use the term seamlessly, Kate. I mean, that was was absolutely perfectly done. Um, We've had people down on the floor crying lonely, saying you've changed my life. We've had a lot of rural and regional people that don't have the supports that we have um, in the city. We've had um, people that are really not well that have contacted us and said, you've changed my life. Um, We had no idea that that's what would happen. So it's not like we are psychologists or we're geared up to do this, but it's changed our life in turn. Because as you would know, when someone rings you in and tells you something really personal, it changes who you are. So the podcast has also changed us. And Kate, you mentioned that your twins are 15 now. Mm-hmm. Teenage years are just such a rocky road and such a roller coaster. How are you and them finding this period and and what would you say to anyone else who might have, uh, you know, teenage kids? I quite like teenagers. Like I I like the fact that you can sort of have a proper argument with them and they're not just like, no, I want the red cup. (laughs) You know, (laughs) there's actually a little bit of back and forth with them, which is quite nice. Um, I think the the things that people should know is that your kids are awesome. They may not be the same as everybody else's kids, but they're really awesome. And the world needs different people. We don't need everybody the same. That's boring, right? And that's what podcasts and some reality shows and other things have shown us that we don't want the same anymore. We want different. And so your kids and my kids maybe are not, you know, typical, but they actually make the world such a better place and so much more interesting. So if you have a child with an additional need or a disability, 
you win. You are more tired, right? You have, <laughs> you know, and that's it. It's okay to win that sometimes, you know. <laughs> but also, your life is pretty amazing. You've met awesome people. You're part of a club that other people can't get into. And um, none of us would change anything. Oh, your perspective is incredible, Kate. We thank you so much for joining us. The podcast, Two Peas in a Pod, uh, has had over a million listeners already. And I reckon the new book, The Invisible Life of Us, it will be well on the way to uh, getting about the same, Kate. We really appreciate you joining us. Congrats again to yourself and Mandy for being nominated for the 2021 Victorian Australian of the Year Awards as well. That must have been a pretty, hey. pretty cool bit of news <laughs> hey. coming through. Yeah, that was good. We lost that. Uh, like we lost the podcast <laughs> award. <laughs> but you, know but you win the sleepstakes. Remember that. You re- we win, win that. That's right. I'm more tired than you. So, <laughs> Thanks so I've much, also Kate. I love both your books. Oh, so, oh yeah, that's the I greatest. Yep, and remember, Alex, you're going to DJ my 50th. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> I have signed up for that. So we've, we've got a couple of years to count down and I'm no, putting mate. the set list together. One year, one year. Oh, that's what? a one. <laughs> All right, my time's running out. I've got to get the set list together. It's going to be epic. Thank you so much for that, Kate. All right, thanks, guys. Cool, bye. 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 And thank you for listening to All Day Breakfast today. It has been a whole heap of fun hanging out. Thanks for uh, keeping happy with us. And uh, thank you, Bron, for uh, giving us those insane... Click fish articles. Yeah, please keep in touch with us at matt.and.alex. We're always posting stuff throughout the day. I'm asking for your input, so please send us messages, send us audio messages, send us videos. We love it. Until next time, we'll see you right here on All Day Breakfast. Bye-bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.